Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off of my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it is so easy to use on the go. I can pull up the app on my phone, record a podcast, add some music, add my intro, add my outro, and edit all on the fly. So there's no need to sit by a laptop all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, boo. Welcome to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey, certified life coach, passionate author, and speaker from Living My Empowered Life. She's on a mission to help women just like you achieve your goals and break through any barriers holding you back from living the life you deserve. If you're ready to slay life without apology, you've come to the right place. Here she is now, your host, Tracy Massey. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Charging Station Podcast. Uh, Girl, we made it to season four. Can you believe it? season four is here so if you are a returning listener you know what to do come on in take your shoes off tap that hand sanitizer go on in the kitchen wash your hands and grab your coffee grab your tea grab your water grab your wine whatever your beverage of choice is just grab it have a seat over here on the couch make room for our new peeps who are joining us this season welcome to you all I hope you make yourself comfortable, sit back and relax. You know, you're home now. You you're about to be part of the family. I hope you return, but thank you for stopping by my little my little slice of podcast veal, okay? Okay. I am Tracy Massey, your host for all the shenanigans over here. If you don't mind, do me a favor, everybody. If you have not done this already, if you're listening on Apple Apple, if you're not listening on Apple, can you head on over to Apple and type in the charging station and subscribe, rate, and review? Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. Let us know why you listen to the podcast because this is the thing that keeps us going. This is why we're here in season four, you know, and it helps people find the podcast as well. So while you're at it, take another 20, 30 seconds and follow me on Instagram at Living My Empowered Life. Over on Facebook, Living My Empowered Life. Over on the Twitter, at Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, Empowers, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S. And I'm uh, I'm on TikTok too now. 
at living my empowered life. But I'm going to tell y'all, I'm trying to learn this TikTok thing. I'm trying to learn these reels. Oh, child, I feel like the old man in the club with all of this stuff. But we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But anywho, my grief season is over. So, you know, it's on and popping, right? Okay, so if this is your first time listening um, or if you just started following me, um, I call February through May my grief season. And that is because I've had lots of losses during that time. And March, April and May are really the hardest because that's the time I lost my mother, my daughter, my aunt, my cousin, um, my daughter's birthday, Mother's Day. And then my best friend passed. One of my best friends passed at the end of May. Um, but usually by Mother's Day, I'm I'm good. So Mother's Day has passed at the timing of this podcast, the timing of recording of this podcast. Child, my break has lasted so long, I don't even know how to talk now. So let me get it together. Me, 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 me. Anyway, my grief season is over, so we're back. We are busy, zit, 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 zit back. So, hey, I missed you. <laughs> so I got a little story time. I got a little story time for you, okay? Back in 1998 might be 98 i'm not not remembering the dates very well so please forgive me if i'm off with my dates but sometime in the in the late 90s early 2000s some friends of mine and i decided to um we wanted to go to this tour right because i was in love with dmx earl simmons was my boo thing and I fell in love with DMX when I first heard Get At Me Dog. This man growled. He growled and barked like a dog. And I was like, who is this? And when I saw the video, I was like, oh, he's a cutie. DMX is the reason why I love bald-headed men. Like a bald-headed black man. who A bald-headed brother. With a mustache and a goatee. Okay, I'm back. I had a flashback. But yeah, I fell in love with DMX. And I also loved Wu-Tang specifically. Wu-Tang Clan specifically Method Man. So this particular year, Method Man, DMX, Jay-Z, Red Man, all these jokers were on tour. It was the Hard Knock Life Tour. So my girls and I go to this tour, right? Now, we were we were late teens, early 20s, somewhere around in there. So we were legal. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. So we were legal. And one of my girls talks us into sneaking backstage. Okay. We make it backstage, right? And my goal was, I'm either going to find DMX or I'm going to find Method Man. And I am going to uh, just leave everything behind. And I'm going to be a groupie, you know. Like, granted, I had a kid. So, you know, (laughs) I had a child. So I had to come back home. But my mindset for that night was, I'm going to be a groupie. I'm going to find DMX. I'm going to find Method Man, one of the two. And I'm I'm just going to be fast. (laughs) So, oh, y'all, don't judge me. Don't judge me. 
So we get backstage, right? And it's a lot of people backstage. So I don't even know how we got back there, but we get backstage and I see DMX's dressing room. We're probably about 20, 30 feet away from DMX's dressing room. And I'm thinking, here's my chance. Here's my freaking chance. So we start going towards the dressing room, right? At that moment, the door opens and the biggest Negro I have ever seen in my life comes out of the door and I we got scared. So we was like, we're going to jail. <laughs> so we hightail it from backstage, make it back to our seats. And, and lo and behold, the reason why this giant joker was coming out of the door was because DMX was coming out and he was getting ready to go to, on stage. So I missed my chance. I missed my chance to touch him. I missed my chance. But he put on a great show. And I say all that to say this because DMX is one of my favorite artists. And he had a troubled past and everything, but I'm not here to talk about that. What I am here to talk about is the fact that I grieved the death of DMX. When DMX and Snoop Dogg did their verses, I was right there. Because again, DMX is one of my favorites. His voice was so gritty. Like he was a straight up street dude, bad boy, just cutie pie. And I was intrigued by his presence just as an artist. Did not know him from a can of beans as a person. But after his passing and seeing his children speak about him, seeing his his boys and people in the industry, people he worked with, people, regular people he encountered, hearing those stories about him just made me love him even more. And it took me a good old session with my therapist to understand why I was grieving this man that I had never met. And for him to pass away in April just just did something to me. And I'm like, April is just Apriling. Like, if I could just skip over April, that'd be cool. But I know I can't. So this year, this grief season hit me so hard, so hard to the point where I didn't I was unsure how I was going to make it. That coming from a grief coach, I know that sounds so crazy, but y'all, I'm human, first of all. Even without the certification, I'm human. And one thing about grief is it does not care how many degrees you have, how many certificates you have, how many hours of coaching you have. It doesn't matter. When you lose someone that you care about, whether they be a celebrity or someone that that's really close to you when you grieve that person you grieve that person but one thing my therapist told me and I want to share with you all because this makes so much sense and I hope that as you listen that it helps you as much as it helped me my therapist shared with me helped me to see why I was grieving DMX 
DMX's music was tied to some great memories. DMX's music was tied to my early 20s when I was like footloose and fancy free. Didn't have a care in the world, so to speak. Listening to DMX's music after he passed, and I got every last one of his CDs, every, every last one of them. I have them like the actual CDs. I downloaded everything on um, iTunes because, you know, who plays CDs now? But I have every last one of DMX's CDs. And when this new one comes out, I'm getting that one too. But listening to his music, the um, the day that he passed, and the the time leading up to his funeral, it brought back so many great memories. Like that time we snuck backstage at the Hard Knock Life Tour. And I started to reminisce about who that person was, meaning that person being me. Because like I said, I was footloose and fancy free. I was broke as a joke. <laughs> We had, like, I was working at Blockbuster Video, making like $5 an hour. But I felt so rich because I was living. You hear me? Living. Enjoying life. And as I listened to DMX's music, I realized that all of the, all of life's burdens that I picked up along my journey were burdens that I really should not have on my shoulders. Granted, I have responsibilities, but responsibilities are different than burdens. Like I picked up a lot of weight based off of what people thought of me, what people said about me, what I thought people thought of me I stopped being my true authentic self and enjoying my life because I was afraid of what others perceived of me and I realized that that chick back in 98 99 2000 first of all let me just think about the soundtracks <laughs> that came out from 98. First, we, first of all, we got DMX coming out with um, Rough Riders Anthem. I remember going to Bike Rally and everybody was playing Stop, Drop, Shut Them Down, Open Up Shop. Can't say the rest because I don't want to get sued. But everybody was playing that. Everybody was playing the Rough Riders Chronicles. Honey, I... 98, 99, 2000 was the best in music. I'll fight me on that. I don't care what you say. 99, 98, 99, 2000 was the best music. Because let's not forget the anthem of all anthems. Cash Money taking over for the 99 and 2000. You put that song on right now. You put that song on right now. And you're going to see me lose my whole mind. I promise you that song. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that thing? That song's gonna be played at my wedding. 
don't be surprised if I walk down the aisle to that. Well, I wouldn't walk down the aisle. I'll twerk to it. But don't see, be surprised if my first dance. <laughs> Anybody that knows me can attest to that. You, I hear that dunk, 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 dunk. Listen. Listen. My knees forget that we're 45, okay? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> My therapist, shout out to my therapist who takes no mess from me and doesn't let me get away with anything. Y'all, you know, I got so many people in my life that's like that. Y'all get on my nerves, but I love you. But my therapist challenged me to revive that young woman. And I'm up for the challenge. Because back then... Girl, when I tell you that those were the best moments. And one thing my therapist, one thing my therapist said to me was, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to live the rest of your life looking back and saying those were the best moments of my life. When you can, you can create new moments like that now. I had to sit back in my seat with for that one. Because I had to ask myself, I had to really go and take inventory. Like, what is stopping me from living life to the fullest? Especially now that I got I got the Lord on my side. Now, back then, girl, we did some crazy stuff. When I tell you God has been looking out for your girl for years. Because sneaking backstage, like what, what would have happened if I had gotten backstage? It's a running joke. I joke and say, you know. I would have been one of DMX's baby mamas <laughs> because I love when I tell you I love that man. I had posters of him in my room. Now that tells you that's dating me, but I don't care. But what is stopping me from living? And I can't say is lack of funds because back then, like I said, I was making five dollars an hour and I had a kid. I had to buy diapers. But we didn't miss a meal. Took my baby everywhere. Like she got to experience some stuff um, at five, six years old that I didn't get to experience until I was 22. Like going places, doing things. Like my mom, my mom did her best with, with what she had when she could. So because my mother exposed me to things like the opera, the ballet, the um, museum. Granted, we were living in D.C., so all of that stuff was there. The fact that my mother exposed me to cultural things like that, I tried to expose my daughter to things like that and then some. I tried to expose her to things that I didn't get to see. So I'm like, it, it's not the money, T. It's not the money. It's your mindset. So now I'm taking inventory. I'm thinking back to those times when uh, we would take road trips with like $10 to put gas in the car to wherever we were trying to drive to hustle and make money and wherever we were to get gas money to come back to get food and gas money to come back. Now, when I say hustle, we weren't doing anything illegal. One th another story. One time in particular, a friend of mine, we wanted to go to Howard University homecoming in D.C. Back then, we would do like homecoming tours because 
we had friends at college campuses, like all up and down the Eastern seaboard. So it was nothing for us to go to somebody's homecoming. And so we wanted to go to Howard university homecoming. We hopped in her little Jeep back then. Gas was like 85 cents a gallon. I miss those days. So we took like, literally we took like $10. We drove all the way from South Carolina to DC, stayed with friends and family, Ended up um, having a ball at homecoming. My friend could sing real well. I could dance. We took a bucket out of her out of her car. Went to the Washington Mall. She sang. I danced, and we made three hundred dollars. And came back home. So stuff like that. <laughs> like I'm not saying I'm going to you know. Do something crazy that because that was crazy. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm gonna go out here and do something crazy and try to make it all the way to DC with like ten dollars in gas. Because first of all, that the price of gas right now is not even gonna allow that. But the fact that we had the the gusto to be like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go to homecoming. Let's go, and not even be fearful about oh, we don't have any money to get back home. We just knew that we were gonna make it back home. Honey, if that ain't faith, if that is not faith in action, that's the kind of life that I need to live right now. That kind of faith in action, faith in knowing that no matter what I do, when I put my hands to it, God is going to bless it and multiply it. God is going to bless it and multiply it. All you got to do is put in the work. Put in the work. The work may be hard, but the result will go ham. I don't know who that was for. I think that was for me. I'm going to have to listen to this. Listen to this and just encourage myself because that just blessed me. That right there. If you don't get nothing else. From this podcast all season. And I'm pretty sure that you will. Because we got some good stuff coming. But if you don't get anything else. Know that. If you do the work. God can bless the work that you put in. For the Bible says. God has given us the ability to, to obtain wealth. And he will bless the work of our hands. And that is actually my prayer like every day. God, bless the work of my hands. Whatever I put my hand to, whatever you tell me to create, Lord, bless it, multiply it, anoint it, and help let it help somebody else. And help me to create wealth from it. And when I say wealth, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about prosperity. I'm talking about good health. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about physical health. I'm talking about everything. My life is wealthy. Even in the midst of grief, my life is wealthy. My life is good, but it can be so much better. And I guess I'm saying all that to say this because I feel like I've just been all over the place. But right now I'm just talking to my girl. We just we're just having a good old conversation because we hadn't spoken in a while. I guess right now I'm taking inventory of my life and like connecting the dots and, and stop withholding. Holding myself back 
from living the empowered life that I deserve. Hallelujah. Whatever you are holding yourself back from, boo, stop it. Because you deserve to live life to the fullest. We deserve to live full and die empty. How dare we sit on the gifts and the talents and the treasures that God has placed us on this earth with. For us to to leave this earth and not use one. No, no, no. Not even use one. Not to, to use all. How dare we? Stare God in the face and not use the gifts that he has put in each and every one of us to impact this world for his glory. We all have a gift, a talent or a treasure that is meant to be used to impact this this world in some kind of way. We have to know that we are worthy of going after Every goal, every dream, every hope, every desire that will glorify God. What impact do we have in our respective communities? So take this challenge with me. Take this challenge to to evaluate compare who we were then like let's just go back and look at some dreams and goals and aspirations that we may have left back in 98 99 2000 because I can I bet you we're in a better place now than we were then Whatever boldness we had then, we need to have that now in the better place that we're in and pull all of those hopes and dreams and desires and goals and, and, and pair that with that boldness and pair that with, with the anointing of God and go out here and shake some stuff. It's time because life is too short. I was listening to Swiss Beats talk about DMX where what place DMX was in when he recorded this last album. DMX told Swiss that according to Swiss Beats that after the verses he realized how how many people loved him and loved his music. And so he wanted to get back into the music scene. He wanted to record new music. And so after the verses, they stayed in California and finished his album. Swiss said DMX was in a great headspace. He was sober. He was he was getting ready to get fit with working with a trainer. And then a few weeks later, he's gone. We don't know the time nor day nor the hour when our time here on this earth is done. So we got to make the most out of every moment. We have got to stop letting people stop us. We have got to stop letting our own negative mindsets stop us. Because we are forces to be reckoned with. And baby, 
I'm ready to come in like a wrecking ball. Okay. (laughs) It felt good to get that off my chest. And again, like I said, I'm just so, so glad to be back behind the mic. So glad to be back on the couch with you. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. We've got some stuff coming. One of those things being, before I let you go, because you know I don't sit, I don't sit up here long. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. Time is money, money is time. A commodity that we will never get back is this time. And then I sat up here and told you to utilize your time, do all this. So you ain't got time to be sitting here listening to me rambling on. But one of the things I have coming up is my new group coaching program. In this coaching program, we're going to deal with all things grief and more details will be coming. But if you go over to my Instagram page, you can um, sign up to join the wait list. I will be opening applications soon. We're just tying up some loose ends on the back end. Make sure everything is is good to go for when we do open the cart. But be on the lookout for my group coaching program. It's going to be a 12 week program. 12 week program where you will be coached by myself and encouraged through other people who take the course as well. And one thing that I want to do in 2021 is use my gift to disrupt the cycle of grief. I want to see 100 women be transformed and moved from being stagnant and stuck and feeling like feeling guilty for moving forward with life. I want to teach you how to do that. So head over to Instagram and click the link in my bio and join the wait list. So you'll be the first to know when the car opens. Okay, so that's all I have for today. Um, Thank you again. I will see you chat with you next week. Until that time, remember, God loves you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Take a little break and forget the main thing. Let us pray. Father God is in the matchless name of Jesus that I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be back behind the microphone, allowing me to chit chat with my peeps, how I miss them. So, God, I pray that you will continue to watch over them. I pray, Father, that after they hear this message, that they will be stirred up and ignited to do that which you have called them to do on this earth, God. I pray, Father, that you stir up every gift that you bring back to remembrance every goal, every desire, God, every ambition, every aspiration, God. And when they remember it, God, help them to implement, help them to bring forth every dream, every goal. Lord, I pray, Father, that no weapon formed against them will prosper. And every tongue that raises up in judgment, God, you condemn them, condemn them. Let them not be moved by the negativity or or questions or fears of others. Let them be moved only by what you instruct them to do. Lord, help them to see that they are a gift in this world. Their voices matter and their voice needs to be heard. Let them not be afraid to impact. Let them not be afraid to show up, show out, and just disrupt every cycle of stagnation, guilt, generational curse, whatever it may be. Let them be the disruptor, God. We love you, adore you, and thank you, Lord, for being the almighty God that you are. You are so good to us. You're better to us than we could ever be to ourselves. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. 
Okay. Okay. I will see you again next Thursday. And always remember this. God loves you. I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it, boo. Boop. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey. We hope you enjoyed the episode, but more importantly, we hope you'll take the next step and apply these tools in your own life. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review so others can find this podcast too. You definitely want to check out livingmyempoweredlife.com for free resources and all kinds of goodies, all to help you slay life without apology. Until next time, ready, set, live.